What's up, everybody? My name is Athena, and you're here to listen to Vanished in the Valley. Clown World 2023 is in full effect, and we have a shit ton of info to talk about today, guys. So sit back and get ready for this. Today, we are going to start off with a little continuation of last week's topic, the Egg Wars. So it looks like yesterday, 50,000 chickens were killed in a fire in New Zealand. It's just a kind of strange and suspect that we had a huge fire here in the United States a week ago or so. And now New Zealand is having their hens fucking slaughtered. But apparently what they're saying is around 7.40 a.m. on the 5th, a supervisor on site at the farm called the fire department. They had 10 emergency vehicles go out to the site and basically put the fire out, but not before 50,000 egg-laying hens were killed. I don't know. It seems kind of suspect to me. Eggs are becoming a rare commodity. Bill Gates is fucking investing in fake eggs. Now we have all these hens and egg processing plants burning to the ground. I mean, it's just kind of like a continuation of all of the food processing plants that have burned down in the last year and a half. I'm kind of leaning towards the thought that these motherfuckers want total control of the food supply. They want to fucking hand out ration cards to the citizens. And, you know, if you have control of the food supply, you can definitely control the people. Speaking of control of the food supply... We are going to talk a little bit about the Dutch farmers and the protests they have going on there. Before we move on to the Dutch farmers, I do have a little side note about eggs and the whole egg war situation. There was a study published on International Immunopharmacal website, and check out the title. Chicken egg yolk antibodies block the binding of multiple SARS-CoV-2 spike protein variants to human ACE2. So that is a whole nother side issue that can be thrown into the whole egg wars situation. But who knows? Anyway, though, back to the Dutch farmers. If you look up information about the Dutch farmer protest on the internet, most articles are going to say that these farmers who are protesting the government coming in and trying to just basically steal their fucking land, stop them from farming. These, some of these people have been farming for like six generations But, you know, climate change and a little side note, climate change is a motherfucking racket. We'll probably get into that a little bit later, too. So mainstream media is basically trying to push the propaganda idea that conspiracy theorists and far right white supremacists are the ones driving the revolt against the government seizing farms in the Netherlands, which is just really just a fucking bunch of bullshit. These uh, protests started back in July of 2022, and the government there in the Netherlands wants to seize at least 3,000 farms because they claim they're huge pollutants and they put out too much nitrogen. Yeah, no shit. Back in July, the Dutch farmers tried to make a stand against this globalist elite plot to steal farms. They kind of took a page from the Canadian convoy and a bunch of farmers and their heavy equipment would uh, block freeways to protest this. But unfortunately, at this point, it's just kind of all bad. Reports are coming out of Holland that the Dutch farmers have been defeated by their corrupt government. 
and the treasonous police force and the lying mainstream media. The Dutch people have also abandoned them. Apparently, the people, the citizens of Holland, of the Netherlands, would rather have an oppressive communist government than freedom. And apparently, they don't give a fuck about the future for their children. Obviously, I don't mean every single citizen in the Netherlands don't give a fuck about freedom. Just the majority. This 3,000 farms they've seized at this point, that is just the beginning. They are going to 100% try to take control of all of the farmland there. And I feel like this is kind of like how, you know, how Australia during the whole fucking Kabobo pandemic 2020, they were like the staging grounds of let's see what people will let us do and then we'll try it elsewhere in the world. I kind of feel like over there in Holland, these uh, government cronies seizing farms is kind of just the test bed for the rest of the world. It's not a fucking conspiracy theory that Bill Gates is evil has bought up hella farmland in the United States. And instead of actually producing food on it, he's not. He's just kind of letting this land go to waste. He's uh, buying out farmers and not keeping up on the food production. So it's just kind of a, a fucking shit show all around. And it's like I can scream this shit from the rooftops for days and years. And unfortunately, the normies are not going to pay attention. They just uh, want to drool over the nightly news. And that's how they get their information. I don't know. Like I always tell everyone, you guys got to start preparing now. I think next Sunday, me and Garrett are going to go out around here at the new house in the sticks and see if we can identify edible plants. You guys got to make some sort of contingency plan for when the shit hits the fan. You need to figure out how you're going to protect your family and just feed them. So look into it, you guys. The shit's all bad. And uh, Bill Gates, the fucking globalist, the World Economic Forum, they've been planning this shit for years. So you need to get a backup plan to take care of yourself and your family so you don't end up starving to death when the governments of the world start handing out ration cards. I think another good aspect of identifying edible plants or even medicinal plants you have around yourself in your area you live in, whatever, is these plants are here for a reason. There are so many wild plants that can help with bacterial infections. There are some that are expectorants, which basically just relax the lining of mucous membranes in the lungs to basically kind of free up that mucus shit and allow it to be coughed out. You guys, there are a million different type of plants that are medicinal, that are edible. There's one called the marshmallow root, aka Althea officinalis, and this root is loaded with different plant medicines. They have flavonoids, pectins, tannins, as well as proteins, amino acids, vitamin A, C, and B, and even minerals like selenium, zinc, copper, and iron. Marshmallow root also has a series of polysaccharides known as mucolages. Now, mucolage acts like an adhesive, an internal glue that attaches to irritated tissue in the lungs, stomach, etc., and they begin to form structures similar to mucus. There are cold water extractions to yield the most of the saccharides, but continuing to simmer the root in hot water will draw more and more of the medicine out. We have cloves. Cloves can be eaten or made into spices or made into a tea, and that could also improve mucus discharge. And the reason we're talking about all this mucus shit 
is because of all of these quote unquote respiratory issues going around. And if shit were to hit the fan and say you have an immune compromised family member, the mucus in the lungs can fucking kill them. Now, if you know about these wild plants around you that can act as an expectorant, you may even be able to save their life. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to post a link to a website that has a couple different edible and medicinal plant books and booklets. It's good information. It's good to have a hard copy of this shit because if shit does hit the fan, if we lose power, if it's fucking, you know, worst case scenario, you need a hard copy library of this information. So check out the show notes. I'll put that up in there and you guys can check it out if you would like. Moving on to the next fucked up reality in Clown World 2023. Project Veritas basically has that Walker dude, whatever the fuck his name is, uh, the gay black dude from the latest Project Veritas video drop. They have him on film basically admitting that Pfizer knows there are menstrual changes in women and He's like, I hope this doesn't cause a bunch of infertility. It already has. The fucking statistics are out there. The studies are done. It's definitely impacting fertility. Since we're talking about fertility and vaccines, we're just going to talk about the World Health Organization Task Force on Vaccines Fertility Regulation that has spent the last 50 years studying how to sterilize people using vaccines. Over the past 18 years, the World Health Organization Task Force on Vaccine for Fertility Regulation has been supporting basic and clinical research on the development of birth control vaccines directed against the gametes or the pre-implantation embryo. These studies have involved the use of advanced procedures in peptide chemistry, hybridoma, technology, and molecular genetics, as well as the evaluation of a number of novel approaches in general vaccinology. As a result of this international collaborative effort, a prototype anti-HCG vaccine is now undergoing clinical testing, raising the prospect that a totally new family planning method may be available before the end of the decade. These motherfuckers, they're dirty as shit. So sure, they're going to say, hey, it's just, you know, a new birth control method. But you always got to fucking like move eight years down the line and take into account how fucking straight up shady and evil these organizations are. And I mean, are they going to mix this new fucking anti-pregnancy vaccine into the normal childhood vaccines? Are they going to fucking mix it into the food supply? Because we know Bill Gates is evil. He's already trying to develop vaccines that you can basically deliver by putting on lettuce. Like the lettuce contains the actual vaccine. Does it fucking seem a little strange to anyone that the World Health Organization, Bill Gates, all these crazy motherfuckers, Klaus Schwab, are so preoccupied with sterilizing people, with controlling population growth? I think it really should ring some alarm bells in people's minds that all these nefarious twats are basically having the same idea of sterilizing the population. It's not a fucking conspiracy theory. These psychopaths want the world population to be down to 500 million. They've laid out their plans clear as fucking day, but nothing happens. The normies keep fucking being normies and we keep screaming from the rooftops and before we all know it, it's definitely going to be too late. I'm going to leave a link in the show notes to the pubmed.gov study that the WHO Task Force on Vaccines for Fertility Regulation 
posted. And this was way back in 1991. But like I was saying earlier, this fucking task force got together in the 70s and they've had a lot of money thrown at it so they can sterilize people. All fucking bad. But yeah, check the show notes and you can go check out the study for yourself. While we're on the topic of medical studies, I'm going to tell you about a study that was just published by Anthony Fauci. And you're not even going to fucking believe Actually, you probably will believe it. But basically, the article is pointing out viruses that can replicate and mucosal passages cannot be effectively controlled by vaccines that create systemic immunity. Now, this is after three years of forcing these fucking shots on people that he's going to point this shit out. I mean, get the fuck out of here. But yeah, just just hold on to your pants and listen to this shit. So the Fauci study is posted on a website called Cell Host and Microbe. I will definitely put a link to that in the show notes as well. But basically, the title of this study is Rethinking Next Generation Vaccines for Coronaviruses, Influenza Viruses, and Other Respiratory Viruses. Literally like the first sentence in this fucking summarization of this shitty study basically lists a bunch of different viruses like influenza A, SARS, COVID, endemic coronaviruses, RSV, and many other quote-unquote common colds generally do not elicit complete durable protective immunity by themselves and they have not been to date effectively controlled by licensed or experimental vaccinations. So this study isn't telling us anything we didn't already know. But Fauci, of course, he fucking keeps a wraps on this one until like what a month after he retires. And now he's going to fucking put this out there. Although it probably doesn't matter because it's like a straight up medical study. And we all know the NPCs of the world don't ever bother reading medical studies or diving further than a fucking headline on CNN. I'm not going to read you the whole entire study because there's a lot of fucking technical bullshit in it. But if you go all the way to the bottom of this study, it says concluding remarks, durably protective vaccines against non-systemic mucosal respiratory viruses with high mortality rates have thus far eluded vaccine development efforts. This is not new information, people. They've tried for 30 years to make a coronavirus vaccine and they failed every fucking time and many of the times the vaccine ended up straight up killing a lot of the animals in the studies through a whole fucking process that i'm not going to get into but look at the fuck up this is not new information and don't expect any mainstream media networks to even cover this shit just to you know another step up in the level of clown world 2023 and fuck fauci that motherfucker needs to be tried in front of a military tribunal for crimes against humanity and mass murder him and that motherfucker Pfizer CEO Albert Borla, whatever the fuck his name is. All of these people that force this shit on everyone who lied about efficacy and who would stop transmission. They all need to be brought up on charges for crimes against humanity and hung by the neck until dead. Speaking of military tribunals, I think all these doctors and of course Fauci that pushed remdesivir on patients that intubated and sedated them against their will, that went against the family wishes of saying, no, do not give our family member remdesivir. We do not want that. And the hospitals did it anyway, and they killed thousands of people. Today, I found this video from a woman who's fucking furious. Her father was in the hospital for COVID, 
And the mother and her specifically told this hospital they did not want remdesivir. They fucking said absolutely not. And the hospital didn't listen. So they fucking sedate this guy. They fucking tie him down in bilateral restraints, inject him full of this shit. And he's sedated the whole time, mind you. In the whole nine days he was in the ICU, they gave him one can of Insure. So they basically starve this guy to death. And he ends up dying because remdesivir is toxic as fuck. Well, it gets worse. The hospital literally blamed this girl and her mother for killing her father because they were not vaccinated. No shit. So these doctors, they get a fat kickback every single time they use remdesivir, every single time they see a COVID patient, and every time that patient is intubated in the ICU. They're getting fat Fauci kickbacks. And at this point, if you're, if these doctors are not fucking questioning all of this shit, if they've not bothered to even read one study on the toxicity of remdesivir, they need to be fucking brought up on charges right along with Fauci. It's like they traded that do no harm oath to, hey, I want to get some federal dollars. It's fucking disgusting. It's always driven by money. These motherfuckers just, their greed knows no end. Just like how miserable does it have to be to be the type of person where money is your main goal in life? You just want to accumulate more money and fucking stuff and social standing. It's fucking morally bankrupt as fuck. And these people have been allowed to run around and kill people, commit mass murder with remdesivir for far too long. 100% Nuremberg II military tribunals, motherfuckers. A little bit earlier, I was talking about how climate change is a fucking racket. In 2007, climate expert Stephen McIntyre forced NASA to admit they had lied and fraudulently adjusted historical temperature data to make 1998 appear hotter than 1934. They actually had to go back and rename 1934 as the hottest year. But since then, this was around 2007, they have gone back to the fraud. In 1934, when it was the hottest, most drought year, there was far less CO2. There are several graphs you can actually look up on the NASA website, and it does show 1934 being the hottest temperature. And I have screenshots of this stuff. I put it up on the Instagram page I have. Um, but like I said, they've now gone back to the fake model where they're showing 1998 being the hottest year ever on record. But if you go back to 2007, there's a Los Angeles Time article entitled 1934 is a new hottest U.S. year after NASA checks records. So the article begins, a slight adjustment to U.S. temperature records has bumped 1998 as the hottest year in the country's history and made the Dust Bowl year of 1934 the new record holder, according to NASA. August 4th, 2007, Stephen McIntyre of the blog climateaudit.org emailed NASA scientists pointing out unusual jump in temperature data from 1999 to 2000. When the researchers checked, they found out the agency had merged two data sets that had been incorrectly assumed to match. Climate change is a fucking hoax. We have something like 1900 climate scientists that all signed a letter stating there is no proof that global warming is happening. And if you go through like the last fucking five decades of this like climate hysteria, 
first they were trying to say there's going to be an ice age by 2000. Then after that shit never appeared, then it switched to it's global warming. Well, now they've just switched to straight up climate change caused by humans and cow farts and farmers. It's literally just a racket so they can tax the fuck out of people. Fucking carbon footprint my ass. Private citizens have a fraction of the carbon footprint that huge corporations put out. And China, what the fuck? China has some of the worst carbon output of the entire world. But no one's on their ass to clean up their act. But let's fucking start charging Americans and Western European people a carbon footprint tax. It's a racket, just like war. It's all fucking bullshit to steal money from the taxpayers. And unfortunately, the fucking normies, oh God, it's so infuriating. They can't do the least bit of research and follow climate alarmist fucking propaganda and identify this now for what it is. I never bought the bullshit the media was putting out for everyone to eat up. I just kind of saw it for what it is. And I'm sure most of you listening right now did the same. That's why we're all hanging out here and listening to me rant about the clown world 2023. But whatever, guys, we're all in good company here, right? Since I was just talking about China, we definitely got to touch on this fucking fake as fuck Chinese spy balloon. I found a very interesting article from The Guardian back in August of 2019. The title of this article states... Pentagon testing mass surveillance balloons across the United States. They're saying the high-altitude balloons promise a cheap monitoring platform that could follow multiple cars and boats for extended periods. And like I said, this is the U.S. military conducting these wide-area surveillance tests. And, I mean, come on, we're, we're going to literally believe that these balloons have just been slowly chilling across the fucking United States and nobody, like, thought to, hey, hey, Norad, you fucking got anything crazy going on on your radar? And it took him a week. Basically, the conspiracy theorists had started posting footage of this balloon way before the news ever picked it up. So up top conspiracy theorists, it's another one we brought to the forefront normies. So back in 2019, they had up to 25 unmanned solar powered balloons, which were being launched from South Dakota and drifting around 250 miles through an area spanning portions of Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin, and Missouri, before concluding in central Illinois. These fucking balloons hit altitudes of 65,000 feet. Total point of this shit is to provide a persistent surveillance system to locate and deter narcotic trafficking and homeland security threats. In 2022, conspiracy theorists were labeled homeland security threats. Are these balloons going to be deployed against us because we just fucking call it how we see it and call out the bullshit? So I'm kind of working on the theory that these balloons aren't from fucking China and the U.S. military, A, knew about them from the start, B, probably have some fucking hand-in-hand pocket bullshit going on with China because, you know, Biden crime family. But yeah, don't fucking believe the bullshit. There is no way this is like, oh, nobody knew about this fucking streaming across fucking Alaska, Canada, and the entire United States for a whole ass week, they have satellites that can literally zoom in on a sidewalk and you can read the date of a dime. But you're telling me these fools had no fucking clue there was a balloon drifting over us? Get the fuck out of here. Now we have to get back to some Kabobo and Pfizer news. 
There's evidence now suggesting that BioNTech and Pfizer falsified key data. Now, this is shit we've been saying for months since a lot of the basically the document drops that Pfizer was forced to do by the courts. But evidence has emerged and now even the normies can kind of see that there is serious doubt over the authenticity of tests carried out by BioNTech and Pfizer to prove the fidelity of their products by demonstrating that only the spike protein of SARS-CoV-2 is expressed in cells by the nucleoside modified mRNA Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine. Basically, what happened is several Western blot tests were conducted to evaluate the protein expression of the mRNA in certain cells that transfected with a vaccine taken from different lots. Using the technique, the expressed proteins showed up as highly unusual looking bands. Now, there's a lot of independent, now keyword independent, scientists that are basically describing these Western blots as, quote unquote, a smoking gun evidence particularly the duplication of the results, which suggests that BioNTech and Pfizer falsified key data as a part of their submissions to the European Medicines Agency and the US FDA for securing emergency use authorization, which was conditional, and then later marketing authorization approval of their product. This fucking evidence is out there for anyone to see, but you're not gonna fucking hear about this shit on any mainstream media outlets. Shocking. I know, right? The fact that there's this possible evidence to prove that Pfizer and BioNTech engaged in fraud by fabricating critical data would have major ramifications. For instance, their indemnity status, basically making it so they're not liable when they fucking kill your family member or maim you, which was written into their purchasing contracts and signed by many countries, would cease to apply. Apparently, in Thailand, a princess in Thailand got the shot and had a stroke a few days later. She's still in a coma. And the Thai government and the royal family are now trying to basically null and void the contract they had with Pfizer based upon evidence they're saying showed this shit was fraudulent as fuck. I'm getting this information from a website called trialsitenews.com. And last June, they broke the scandal of these leaked European Medicines Agency emails and confidential Pfizer BioNTech related documents with an in-depth analysis and even a follow-up report. Details in both of these reports exposed how key regulators such as the EMA, FDA, Health Canada, and the MHRA were fully aware of the significant drop in RNA integrity. The RNA integrity level is a measure of how intact the modified mRNA molecules are in the vaccine. According to documents from Pfizer, these are Pfizer's fucking documents, the researchers wrote, quote, the 5-cap-3 polyadenylation track and an integral mRNA transcript of the target antigen sequence are critical quality attributes for the mRNA component in the COVID-19 vaccines. These features ensure transcript stability and translational efficacy to produce the intended antigen protein. There is a document from November 6, 2020 between the regulator EMA and Pfizer that revealed the alarming fact that this major objection was solved by simply lowering the standard down to 50, that's 50 percent even when Pfizer claimed, quote, the efficacy of the drug product is dependent on the expression of the delivered RNA, which requires a sufficiently intact RNA molecule. 
Now, the standard set is 70%, but somehow these fucking criminal organizations got away with lowering it to 50%. Lowering the standard to allow up to 50% of modified RNA to be all fucked up, fragmented, etc. It was done against the backdrop of a completely insane, alarming concern arising from impurities. These fucking regulators, they had no idea what would happen to people after this shit was injected to them and they were compromised, basically. The mRNA vaccine was compromised. So they're just like, oh, fuck it. <laughs> Let's throw it out there and see what happens. The public will line up like guinea pigs to get this shit. More of the leaked EMA rolling review report from November 2020 disclosed how BioNTech had failed to adequately characterize the protein expressed by the vaccinal modified mRNA. There's other stuff coming out about like the trials, how they were not double blind studies. And a lot of people are not buying that half of the clinical trials even happened. And it seriously like blows my mind. How is this allowed to happen? A. B. Why are the fucking NPCs still lining up to get a fucking booster every time Fauci jumps on the news and says, you guys should do it. Get another booster. I'm going to leave a link to this uh, article at Trial Site News because they went hard. They went really far into the rabbit hole to expose these corrupt motherfuckers, the corrupt regulators of the European Union and the United States. They put their shit out here. But unfortunately, mainstream media is like fucking crickets land. Crickets, not going to talk about it. If we don't talk about it, it never happened. Before I get out of here today, I am going to tell you a little bit about a conference that happened in Sweden on pandemic strategies. I'm also going to leave a link to this in the show notes. So go check it out. Robert Malone spoke there. But I'm specifically talking about Sasha Ladipova. What she has found in her research, she fucking went hardcore. So let me just give you a little background on who Sasha is. Sasha holds an MBA degree and is a former pharmaceutical R&D executive. Sasha spent approximately 25 years in the pharmaceutical industry. She has owned and managed several contract research organizations conducting clinical trials for over 60 pharmaceutical clients worldwide. Like I was just saying, she went hard and dove down the rabbit hole because she started noticing irregularities, cover-ups, and apparent fraud relating to the extremely high number of deaths and injuries associated with the COVID-19 vaccine rollout. Sasha points out that BARDA, which stands for Biomedical Advanced Research and Development Authority, which is a U.S. government agency, has contracts with different manufacturing companies that are established defense contractors. So we have BARDA. We have the Department of Defense in charge of developing these quote-unquote vaccines. Sasha addresses the question as to how Pfizer and Moderna and these other fucking jab pharmaceutical criminal organizations can be comfortable with producing such a deadly vaccine. And Sasha states that she thinks it's because the Department of Defense is in charge and the pharma companies don't own the product. That explains why the big pharma companies, while monitoring and counting thousands of bodies, deaths, being maimed, did nothing in terms of recall or withdrawal. She suspects they do not have the authority to have a recall of this dangerous product. Sasha went 
super fucking deep into the rabbit hole, you guys. I'm going to leave a link to the Swedish International Conference and I'm going to actually link it to where you can even watch Robert Malone's presentation as well as some of the other speakers. But the one I'm specifically talking about is from Sasha Ladipova. So go check it out. This girl went hardcore. She went deep. She goes back to the original PREP Act declaration that happened in 2020 and the amendments the federal government has made to it. Sasha is convinced that the Kabobo shots are in fact biological weapons. She stated, quote, these are even chemical, biological, radiological, and nuclear weapons potentially because they are designed by a chemical, biological, radiological, and nuclear consortium, with the consortium being pharmaceutical companies like Pfizer, Moderna, and their suppliers. She presents a lot of evidence for everything she's talking about. She's not just talking out of her ass. And like I said, I'll put a link up there. You guys go check it out. Robert Malone spoke there and I know everyone's down with the Robert Malone, but check out Sasha. She's totally underrated in all of the information that's been coming out recently about the DOD actually being in charge of this fucking bioweapon. All right, you guys, that is about enough truth bombs for a one week. Before I get out of here, I have to say what's up to our top three downloading states. Now check this out. Ohio and Colorado kicked California out of the first place spot. And New Jersey gets just like a special little uh, <laughs> recognition here because I've never seen them on the front page. So we have Ohio, Colorado, California, and New Jersey. What's up, you guys? Thank you so much for listening. Send me an email if you want any of the information I talk about or you have a rabbit hole that I should dive into. Email me at vanishinthevalley at gmail.com. You can go over to Reddit. I have my own sub there. It's r slash vanished in the valley. And my username there is Athena7979. Like I always half-ass tell you, you can try the Instagram account I have, Vanished Athena, but it's totally crapshoot if I'll get the message. I've gotten a bunch of no-no bad girls in the last few days, and I actually got kicked out of my account for a while today. Oopsie, Mark Zuckerberg is a lizard. But anyway, back to our international peeps. We have Sweden in first place, the UK, Canada, and Austria. That's what's up, you guys. I appreciate you listening. And like I just said, send me an email if you want any of the documents I talk about or you have a rabbit hole I need to dive into. Until next week, you guys, be aware and don't forget your pepper spray. Ciao, ciao.